Welcome to another edition of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast, whether it be on Spotify, whether it be on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, uh, Google Podcast, wherever it may be, go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And also on Spotify, you can rate this show. If you like what you hear, you can also rate and review the episode on Apple Podcast. I thank you in advance. Now, for this episode, we have Kim Y. Davis, who covers the Houston Texans, and we have Haley Murphy, who recently graduated law school and is a Cleveland Browns fan. So, if you haven't got the correlation so far with Cleveland and Houston, of course, there is one person that is mentioned with those two teams that is mr deshaun watson and he is the subject of my get it off your chest segment for this episode now before i talk to uh kim and i talk to Haley, i wanted to get some of my thoughts off my chest now what i've noticed on social media is there's a lot of people saying well he isn't guilty well he didn't do this well this didn't happen that didn't happen and i, I paid attention and I wonder if people understand that sometimes people that are guilty get proven not guilty in the court of law. I mean, do people forget all the different things that happen with, uh, do, do people forget that, you know, unarmed black men getting killed and police officers not getting punished for that or anything like that. But I don't want to get too heavy into kind of comparing justices and injustices or those different things that I might not agree with. But what I am going to get into is, the fact that so many things can be dismissed so easily when you're not involved in them. All of these cases, never I don't believe they all went to trial at all. So, you know, you, but you saw the documents, you saw those different things that are out there. They're public, you know, in public view. And... Some people have made their own determinations, whether he is or isn't guilty and are determined that 20 some odd women just made things up. Honestly, do I think that? No, I don't think that at all. And of course, we'll address some of those things with uh, Kim and Haley as well during the show. But, you know, one thing I, I would I would be careful to do is compare situations when you compare situations, it, it can be a dangerous thing. Now, for example, I see the Calvin Ridley comparison to this suspension and that suspension. You know, those are two different scenarios. Now, do I agree with Calvin Ridley's year suspension? That's irrelevant. You're talking about people's lives. And the thing I want people to be careful about is using their potential agendas in their mind as and people being used as pawns for example you know people are talking about 
basically kind of discarded. There, there were people out there that kind of discarded these these women that are that accused uh, Deshaun Watson of you know sexual assault and things like that because they had a different view or way they wanted to go with it. They were coming after this person, that person, and the other, but just completely forgot about the women that were involved in this. That's important. That's important. They are important. You may not agree or however you feel about the situation and how it all came out, but you can't disregard those people's feelings. The reason why I say that is because too often we don't put ourselves in these situations. We don't think about, hey, this could potentially be us or somebody we care about or love. Prime example, it could be uh, my my daughter, it could be my wife, it could be my um, cousin, sister, anyone in these types of situations. And I know that anyone out there dropping some of those comments, oh, they're lying, oh, they this, oh, they that, they just after his money, they you know all those type of comments. I know that more than likely those same comments wouldn't be said if someone you cared about or loved was in that situation. So I, I caution everyone to be careful about spitting some of those things out because I guarantee you, you wouldn't do the same thing and you wouldn't feel very good if it was someone that you loved or cared about in those situations. So I, I, I caution everyone to be careful there. Um, as far as the suspension do I agree with the suspension? No. I, I Do I feel he could have got more games? Yes, I do. However, it is what it is. The suspension is what it is. He, he's out six games. You know, if they, you know, kind of, you know, appeal it, appeal the decision either way, and we'll see what happens. Of course, the NFLPA and Deshaun Watson said they will not be appealing it, although it's been rumored that he's not happy with six game, a six-game suspension. Uh, and of course there's, there's no decision either way with the NFL, but you know, one thing I also want to mention too, is people, there are people that are guilty that are been, have been proven not guilty. Did anyone forget Greg Hardy? You remember that situation? You remember he was originally found guilty. He appealed it. And then all of a sudden the woman that he, he, uh, abused. Didn't stop, didn't talk, didn't do anything. You, you can't tell me that there are other, aren't other situations like that across the country, nation, world. So for people to assume that all of a sudden, oh, they're coming up with this, they're coming up with that or whatever. No, put your own selves in those situations. I mean, I would be highly irate if, if you know, you, people were coming for my daughter in this type of situation and God forbid if she's ever in any type of situation like this. And I don't wish that upon anybody, anybody's kids, daughters, family members, nobody. I don't wish that at all, but I want us to also be sensitive to the fact that something happened, whether you want to believe it or not, that is totally up to you, but you still have to understand that it is a situation that this does deserve care, does deserve uh, more attention does deserve the right things to be found out. And honestly, you know, I think too many people are passionate about, Oh, they did this. They did that. They did this. Why didn't they say it this time? Why didn't they say it that time? Why didn't this, why didn't he get found guilty? Why didn't he get found out? And there's, we'll get into that in this show. We'll talk about that some, but first of all, you got to understand it's not about football. It's not about right or wrong. It's about 
people's lives. People's lives. Understand that. Understand that. Digest that. Get that. I need all of you to. That's been my Get It Off Your Chest segment for this episode. Up next, we'll have Miss Kim Y. Davis on tour in the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Going through some things and not quite sure who to turn to? Well, let me tell you about Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching. They offer services ranging from mental health counseling, parenting classes, life coaching services, therapy, alcohol and drug assessments, and so much more. And all the services are monitored by licensed supervisors. Also, they're currently offering free consultations for counseling or life coaching. All you need to do to get started is reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230 to get started. Again, you can reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230. So if you feel you need to talk to someone or know someone that needs to talk to someone, take the time to reach out to Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching, where the motto is, it costs you your peace of mind, then it is too expensive. Welcome back to Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And of course, by now, you've probably heard about the Deshaun Watson ruling. Deshaun Watson will be suspended six games going into the 2022 season. And by now, you've probably heard my thoughts on it at the beginning of the show. But, of course, I have to get the down deep and, and dirty information from someone that actually covers one of these teams that are involved in this. That team would be the Houston Texans. Now, uh, um, coming on the show this time to talk about the Houston Texans and maybe their side of the coin on this one is someone that is a veteran reporter that has basically been there through a lot of different things with the Houston Texans. And I'm so, so honored to have on Miss Kim Y. Davis. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I've cooled off from training camp this morning because it is hot here. But I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> I hear you there. Well, you know, I'm doing fine. I'm hanging in there, I will say. I'll probably be a little hotter in a few days in, in the desert. But we'll talk about that yeah. another time. But I wanted to, uh, you know, definitely talk to you about the Houston Texans side of the uh, Deshaun Watson ruling. Of course, again, he suspended six games to start the 2022 season. And I wanted to dispel a couple different things that I've heard so many different times, yet I keep trying to tell people it's not true, but maybe they'll believe you if believe me if they hear it from you. Since you cover the team, you have tons of experience covering the team. So maybe they'll they'll believe it more from you. The team set up Deshaun Watson is one thing that I've heard a lot. I mean, what do you think on those those talks? Um, so I don't think that's the case. Um, and here's why. It didn't benefit the team, right? It, it just didn't benefit the team. Now, I always answer the question this way with a part B. Do I think that if Deshaun had not been, had not demanded to be released or traded, he was still in, you know, in the family, so to speak. Um, 
it may have been different. Perhaps it wouldn't have blown up as big as it did. I, I think that could be the case, but not because I think the team set them up. I just don't think it was to their advantage um, to do that. And so, no, I, I don't think the team set them up. All right. And the second one that a lot of people think that he was suspended last year. So that counts as time served. So he was not suspended last year. Um, Deshaun did not want to play. Both sides agreed that he would not play. He was paid for he was paid his full salary last season. And so, no, Deshaun Watson was not suspended. A suspension would have meant they would have, you know, for instance, with this suspension with the Browns, the first three games, he can't even practice with the team. And then the second three games, I mean, he can practice even though he's still suspended and cannot play. Deshaun was around last year. Initially, he, they had him out in the field doing ridiculous stuff, scout team. That was kind of stupid on the Texans' part. But he was not suspended. And those games last year, how can they count? Because he still was compensated fully for last season. So those games, are, that, those games don't count toward any suspension because that was not a suspension. Right. Thank you. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> now, <clears throat> now I've got to get uh, your thoughts on the ruling. Now, before the ruling, what did you think was going to happen before the ruling with, with the, any type of suspension with him? So really, I thought the six games was the number. Um, when the NFL um, leaked, intentionally leaked, because that's what they did about a month ago, that they were pushing for an, a suspension of at least a, an indefinite suspension with him being out for at least a year and then having to reapply for, um, having to apply for a reinstatement. I thought that was them getting ahead of whatever would come out and trying to avoid any sort of a PR backlash based on how, how things were ruled. Um, so the arbitrator said some interesting things, right? She said, listen, she admonished the league because they didn't have any precedent set for nonviolent um, sexual assault, or sexual misconduct cases. And that basically you're ruling on something kind of in the rear instead of it being based on any sort of precedent or um, predetermined standards, if you will. So she admonished the league for that. She talked about the fact that Deshaun Watson had been a really upstanding citizen in the league about his, he had been uh, considered a, a community, you know, a good community steward, and that it's his first time having any problems. Now, you may one might say, but there's a lot of problems, but it is still the first time. She did say it was, she did refer to this case as being egregious. And I think what she said in the statement was that it's the most egregious thing of this nature that she's seen. Um, but I just, to, to answer your question, it, I, I didn't see how it could be really more than six games based on the fact that there's no criminal indictment. He was no bill, not exonerated, not the same thing, but he was no bill. And it basically comes down to a he said, she said sort of thing when there's no hard evidence. People go back to, well, look what happened to Ray Rice. It's because there was video, right? We can talk about the cases where there's been video and the ruling has been different. You know, Tyreek Hill, there was no video of things that were alleged by his, I don't know if it was his wife or the mother of his child, but those things were... Some would say egregious if those things were true. So I, I think that um, this independent arbitrator ruled based on really kind of guidelines that were set forth because both sides, meaning the National Football uh, League Players Association and the National Football League, 
jointly selected and compensated this arbitrator and put this person in place, selected this person to make this ruling. Now, here's the thing, Mike, the NFL has three days to this, to, to decide whether or not they are going to appeal the decision. The NFLPA has already said they're not going to, and we'll have to wait and see what the league does. I don't think they will, but we will see. Yeah, we'll definitely see. Um, now, of course, you did mention, of course, kind of the before and the after. So uh, you, you definitely answered the second question. But, uh, you know, as far as the Texans, the Texans aren't necessarily out of the woods themselves uh, in this one either. Uh, of course, you know, they did settle with uh, any, any ones that were the, the alleged victims as well. But the league is definitely going to take a look at what's going on with them. Uh, do you? Uh, have any thoughts on what potential punishment could be from the, the, the league with the Texans? You know, I, I don't know. I, I believe that all sides want to move forward from this as quickly as possible, including the National Football League. And so the, the longer they talk about um, anything with the Texans, I, I think it, it prolongs the conversation, which has already been going on for about 18 months or so. And so I'm sure the, re the league is ready to move forward. But, you know, you asked me something earlier about what are the Texans, I don't know if you asked this, but what the Texans think about today's decision. And that was, and I was sitting there after practice saying, it's going to be one person that asked Lily, Coach Smith, about Deshaun. Like, I thought it was not a, a question for him <clears throat> because Deshaun's not on his team. Last year when he was defensive coordinator, he never coached Deshaun. So this is what he said. Um, the, the question from a person who came there only for this reason was, is it a relief to not have to deal with this at camp and start fresh? And so Lovey said, well, what happened again? I mean, because remember, he's coming off of being on the field, on his field at training camp. He said another player for somebody else's team. He said, well, I ain't paid a whole lot of, I guess he's going to say attention. As you can see, 91 guys here kind of occupying my time. I know the rest of the league is kind of moving on and whatever is happening, well, you know, they're good for. So basically, it's nothing for the Texans to comment on, right, um, about this decision, and nor should they. I mean, Levy Smith shouldn't have any kind of comment about Deshaun Watson. He was never on, he was never really around, and he was never his head coach. He was never even a part of the team since Levy Smith has been a part of the Houston Texans staff, even as defensive coordinator. So, you know, they are taking the um, position of moving forward. Now, behind the scenes, yeah, there's probably some that think, well, if Deshaun Watson's out, you know, that may make the Browns record not as great, which makes that draft pick higher for them, you know, in, the, in, in terms of those sorts of things. But, you know, I, I think that they're ready to move on from it and, Listen, this year they don't have to answer those questions like they did last year, right? Week in, week out. That is now for the Cleveland Browns um, front office and coaching staff and, and players to have to to have to deal with day in, day out. Gotcha. Now, <clears throat> now you did mention how Lovey Smith is handling everything and uh uh you know and all those different things uh, as well. But of course they're they're you know, they're still players that played with him that are actually on that team. So, you know, I, I know some, way, some ways they're feeling a relief of not having to at least deal with it in some aspect, perhaps. Uh, so what what do you say, what would you say is the, the next move forward for the Texans in terms of just their team, their organization, and all those different things? So I think they've done that. 
I mean, I think the Texans did that um, when they, they tried to do it. It was difficult to do it last year because it was unsettled. I think in the offseason when the deal was done and Deshaun was traded to the Browns and Nick Casario addressed local reporters, I think that was really the end. And so there's really, to me, Mike, no real reason for it to be a Texans issue at this point. Like this, There's nothing for them to weigh in on. I mean, they had to weigh in on it all last season because he was technically still a Houston Texan. He was on their roster. He he took up an active roster spot for those who say he was suspended, right? He took up an active roster spot last year and now he doesn't. So they are moving forward with, like you said, we got 91 guys at camp. You know, what do we look like in terms of our final roster? And, and going about the 2022 season and, and trying to obviously improve um, from what they looked like on the field last season. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I definitely thank you for the the, the uh, insight that you brought in terms of the Houston Texans and, and kind of their outlook on everything going on. And if you can, tell everyone where they can find you on social media and what all things you got working uh, working on. <laughs> So you can find me on social media, um, Kim Y. Davis on Twitter. And I have a show called Chalk Talk. It's live on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. It's on all my platforms on um, YouTube and Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. And you can follow me as Kim Y. Davis Media on Instagram, Kim Y. Davis Media on Facebook and Kim Davis on LinkedIn. I want to ask you, because I wasn't on the top of the show, what was your take on what happened? I'm just curious. Well, I've got a lot of different ways I'm going here. But, uh, you know, the the take I look at is just looking at the, the aspect of the way people are viewing it and kind of pitting a lot of different stories versus the other story and this versus the other story and kind of using the people as pawns in the entire story instead of understanding that there's real issues and things going on in there. And this is a, a issue in itself, as opposed to an issue versus another issue. And that's kind of like just basically minimizing what actually happened in this entire situation. Um, now, of course, I believe that Deshaun Watson still has to address in the tone some of these things, but that's on him. That's not on anyone else to continue to try to tell him that, but you know, that's just what I feel about it. And as the father of a, a little girl, that that definitely, um, this definitely, this case rings a little bit harder for me because I see my my uh, eight to soon to be nine year old little girl, and what if she was involved in something like this? A lot of people don't want to think about those different things, but if you put yourself in those situations, I can guarantee you the thinking would be a lot different than what you currently are thinking. So I will say this before we go. I mean, obviously I'm a woman and um, I've worked in an all-male environment my entire you know, adult life. And so obviously um, I think women should be protected and not you know, uh, treated unfairly and any of those things. But if I look at it and, and it's difficult, you know, we, all have, we all bring some of ourselves to everything that we do and look at it from um, as fair and as objective position as I possibly can, then that's why I arrive at kind of the position that I have. I don't know what happened in those rooms. Um, And the people who got a chance to hear much more of the evidence, if you will, than any of us did, have come to some certain conclusions. And so that's really, to me, all you have to go on. And and that's that's kind of where I sit. But yeah, it was 
it's crazy. And, you know, and, and I wonder too, Mike, people say, well, he hasn't atoned for it. If your position is I didn't do anything wrong. So what are you atoning for? Right. I, I don't really know how you do both. If you really believe that you didn't do anything wrong now, how they, how his team handles it moving forward. Um, now that it's, once it's kind of totally settled with the league, maybe there's a different a different uh, position he can take. But going through it, if you're maintaining that you didn't do anything wrong, if that's what you believe, I don't know how you atone during this yeah. time. But we'll see. Totally, totally understandable. Totally understandable. Always great to chat with you, Miss Kim Y. Davis. Thank you for having our- me. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, you've been uh, tuned in to Touring the AFC South. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with our next segment. We're going to go to the Cleveland side <laughs> of the Deshaun Watson ruling. For those that have checked out my picture, my new picture for my you know, graphics for my podcast, you can tell I have a new image, an updated image, a professional looking image. It's time for you to take control of your image and you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks of Joshua Silver's Photography. Let Josh at Joshua Silver's Photography handle your personal branding, business headshots, portrait or any other photographic need with great pricing and even better quality. You can reach him via phone at 423-557-6746. Once again, that's 423-557-6746. You can also reach him at Instagram at Joshua Silver's Photography. Or you can reach him on Facebook Call Joshua Silver's Photography and get yourself booked today. I know I did, and he's got me looking great. Welcome back to Touring the AFC South. I'm your host, Mike Patton. At the beginning of the show, we've got a, you know, a kind of a picture of everything uh, with Deshaun Watson in regards to the regards to the Houston Texans. But of course, we have to talk about his current team the Cleveland Browns, which is where he will be playing once the suspension is over. And I wanted to get a a unique perspective on Deshaun Watson, the Browns, things like that. So I figured none other than let's get a, let's get a, actually, let's get a, someone that is a combination of a lawyer and a Browns fan. Yes, there is that combination out there. And I found her. It is Miss Haley Murphy. Thank you for coming on the show. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, I have to ask, you're a Cleveland Browns fan and a lawyer. How did that combination come about? Yeah, so I'm originally from Detroit, um, and so shockingly, I was a Lions fan previously, but uh, my college football allegiances lie with Michigan State. And so when Baker Mayfield was in college and he planted the flag at Ohio State, it just kind of resonated with me. And I was like, I kind of like this guy. I like his grit. I like his sassiness. Um, So I followed him into the NFL, and here we are. Cleveland drafted Baker Mayfield first overall. First overall. Now I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, and I'm staying. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. 
Now, of course, you know, of course, you just uh, completed law school, so everyone knows. So I guess round of applause there for you. Thank you, thank you. Just took the bar last week, so that was a lot. <laughs> I bet, I bet it was. Now, speaking of a lot, uh, definitely this ruling has, uh, you know, basically a lot of feelings have been put out there about the ruling as well in terms of Deshaun Watson, a six-game suspension. What did what were your thoughts originally when you you saw it saw it first? Um, so when I first saw it, obviously none of us um, knew about any of the reasoning behind why Honorable Robinson ruled this way. So at first I was a little, uh, I did kind of predict this early on. I think in um, March, I mean not March, uh, May a little bit. I said six to eight games. That's kind of how I was leaning. And then um, you know throughout that time we kind of heard snippets of each side's arguments. Um, and I was kind of still leaning towards eight games on the heavier side. Um, but today when I saw six, I was a little bit shocked, little not, but a little shocked. Um, and then when her opinion was released, you know, I sat down, I broke it down and I a hundred percent agree with it. I, I absolutely see where she's coming from. And I think that it, to be able to fully understand the gravity of the situation, you honestly should sit down and read this opinion if you're going to have any sort of thoughts about the situation, because it, it there's a lot to unpack in that 16-page document. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, I do, I will say that I, I, I'm kind of like, I, I, I thought more, but of course I do get that he said, he, he said, she said that kind of is involved in it, and none of the president is also in terms of the NFL uh in terms of you know being found guilty or not guilty i do get that part of it although i do still feel more games there but you know it is it is what it is at this point now um now what were your thoughts when he first when they when, when the browns first traded for him before any ruling before anything like that was even put out there it was gut-wrenching i'm not gonna lie um just it's not so much of a, is he innocent? Is he guilty? It was, why are you, why is an organization like the Browns or really any NFL team wanting to insert themselves into something so horrific immediately and willing to pay so much money for something, you know, that is so uncertain? Because at that point, they didn't really know what was going to happen with any of this. They didn't really have all of the facts. We didn't have any of the facts. Like, you know, it was very, very much so still up in the air at that point. So it was, Kind of gut-wrenching and i was a little surprised and um the lack of communication i think that came from the front office the browns front office to the public of this is what we're doing this is why we're doing it and this is our view on it i think that was also kind of concerning but as time has gone on um i've warmed up to the idea and um after today i do think that the correct punishment was in place gotcha gotcha well one thing I, I do wonder as well is, you know, Deshaun Watson, of course, we know his history um, in terms of everything. And we know previous prior to this, his history. Um, do you what do you feel about some of the the, you know, women's uh, opinions that are actually talking about him and their thoughts about, you know, him as well, especially coming from some Cleveland Browns fans that are women as well? Yeah, I've seen opinions all over the board. I've seen women who are just completely disgusted. I've seen women who are saying this is business. You know, business is business. Let's focus on football. Um, honestly, I think that it's a personal choice. For me, 
I was slightly more um, using my morals and my opinions at first. And now I'm kind of using the legal logic and reasoning um, aspect of it. Because now, you know, with this suspension, it is more um, precedent based rather than fact based or, or opinion based. Um, but with fans, it, it has been shocking. There's, you know, it's, this is a very polarizing topic. And um, on platforms like Twitter, people like to speak without knowing what they're talking about. Ignorance is bliss, but in this case, it's not. And I think that um, there's just been a, a lot of rash things that are said that are being said you know and it, i was shocked um at the you know when the first opinions about this were very much so business is business let's stick to football let's just talk about football football you know this is outside of football and a lot of it was coming from women and then i think once uh, more women were coming up more um massage therapists were coming out with allegations i think people started to really take it seriously um and then now i think people are really understanding the gravity of the situation gotcha gotcha you know one thing i, I want to be careful about doing is understanding that this is you know these they are they are actual people involved there are actual people involved there are actual women involved and i don't want to feel like i'm to me personally, I don't want to feel like I'm disregarding their feelings for a decision. And that's kind of where I kind of am right now in terms of everything. And, you know, I, I don't know all what happened. I don't think anybody will ever know all of what happened except for the people that were involved. Um, but, you know, I just kind of err on that side currently with me right now. But um, I want to also talk about another thing. I did notice on Twitter you know, there was a lot of comparisons between this punishment and comparing it to the Calvin Ridley punishment. Um, and I noticed you you took a keen liking to that and explaining it. Can you kind of break down why that comparison may not be the most accurate one? Yeah. So, um, well, when you like looking at it on its face, two completely different situations, right? We have one that's a financial crime, crime and parentheses, and then one that's a physical violence crime, right? Um, and so that in, in itself are two different things. The behaviors are two different aspects. But um, I think for me, what was more shocking or more prevalent was that in the, the current CBA that the NFL is under, the prohibited conduct is enumerated. So gambling is specifically in the CBA. You will see the words gambling in the CBA, whereas sexual misconduct, sexual assault is not. Um, that's just misbehavior, um, which the league, that kind of bites the league in the butt, um, according to Sue Robinson, right? Because it, they're trying to apply this broad standard differently to different actors, which is why you see people comparing it to Ray Rice and and, and other people who were accused of, or other players who were accused of sexual misconduct. And, um, but in, in the instance of Calvin Ridley, it, they're just two completely different situations. And when you're looking at the CBA, which is all that Sue Robinson has to go off of, that is the law in this case, that's all she can do. She can't, you know, you can't compare the two. She has no, no say in what happens to Calvin Ridley unless, you know, it gets brought to her. So to, to be able or to sit here and to compare the two situations, it, it's apples to oranges and it's never going to work. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I definitely want to, uh, of course, get your thoughts there. And I definitely know you, you, you've you uh, dove in pretty good in terms of the understanding and the uh, thoughts on this one as well. Now, Browns are going to be without Watson for the first six games. I, I know you want to talk a little bit about that, of course. Uh, Jacoby Brissett will more than likely be the starting quarterback. So what do you expect to see from them starting the season? I think I'm going to be real honest. I think for our first six games, we're going four and two. Um, that's putting a lot of expectations on Jacoby Brissett. However, I do have a lot of faith in our defense, and I do think that our our defense can carry us through those heavier games, like with the Steelers. Um, but I do think I think they're going to go four and two. I think the Chargers and I think the Pats are going to be our downfall. But that would probably that would have been our downfall with Baker Mayfield anyway. So at this point, I guess it's kind of it is what it is. But I, I fully believe that we can go four and two with Jacoby Brissett in our solid defense if they can stay healthy. Well, I'm definitely going to take a note of that because uh, you know I, I I don't know if I. I like I want Jacoby to do well, but honestly, I probably would feel better if Josh Dobbs was the quarterback, to be honest. But that's just really? me. That's See, just I me. have I have full faith in Jacoby. I think that he's gonna lead us once um Deshaun comes back, we're winning the division. Like I fully believe that this year is gonna be good. And I, I really do think that Jacoby Brissett is gonna shock a lot of people. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, you know, definitely had to get a little football talk in, of course. But, uh, you know, of course, the, the bigger issue, of course, is and is the, the the suspension. And, of course, what all is uh, come about and, and thoughts on that. So, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what all, uh, you know, companies, the, the Cleveland Browns season. And uh, hopefully more understanding and more um, less comparison and more actually understanding of what's going on. But. There's no doubt that more than likely, just like with Ben Roethlisberger, this probably is going to follow uh, Deshaun Watson probably for the rest of his career. No doubt about it. So, 100%. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, but I wanted to also uh, give you the chance to kind of plug what all you're working on because I know you do some things outside of, you know, taking the bar and things like that. So um i wanted to uh give you the platform to actually say what all you're working on and if you want people to reach out to on social media whatever you have to say yeah so i right now am a content creator for belly up sports you can follow them on all social media at belly up you can follow me at the Haley murphy anywhere and everywhere um, I primarily do sports law content. So if you have any questions, any suggestions, anything you want broken down, reach me on any social media platform, and I'd be so happy to explain anything. All righty. Well, thank you for coming on again. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. You've been watching Touring the ASC South with your host, Mike Patton. We're out.